0: Welcome to Whisker Dice. Hey, yo, folks! I'm your host, the Conzi with the most, and I am joined by the Stark, the Raving, the Mad One himself. Hey, Brian, what's going on?
1: Hey, how's it going? Got the old introduction for just the two of us today.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is just the two of us. This is episode one hundred and one of the Whiskodice Dice tabletop gaming podcast. And today is November 23rd, 2022, the day before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve, and all that kind of good stuff for us in the States. So on today's episode, Brian and I are going to chat about the Batman miniature game and what we played at the Renegade 2022. But first, let's chat about our hobby corner where we catch up on our miniature painting and hobby projects that we've been working on. So, Brian, what have you been doing?
1: Oh, we're going to start off with my disappointment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. It
1: looks pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see if it gets there. Well, I guess from the very start of Hobby Corner, I pretty much had everything painted. Uh, Like, model-wise, I've been kind of playing the same crew leading into Renegade, so I wasn't super looking to complete any new models. I did do one more. Um, I think it's called Schoolboy or whatever. Of course, for the Soldiers of Fortune crew that I've been playing lately, uh, that's just the guy with the rocket launcher, I thought, would maybe help a little more uh, against, like, you know, some crews with the lots of models and stuff like that. I'm still kind of... I'm not sure I liked it or not, but I had painted that up, like, I don't know, maybe a month before the Renegade or something like that. Um, but then, like... Uh, I was kind of going into it assuming I wouldn't need to do anything more than that, but then something, I got some kind of bug. I don't know if it was inspiration from you or what, but I kind of found some motivation, although in hindsight it was a little too late, and I I bit off a little more than I could chew. A long time ago, I had intentions of converting a Tumblr, because like, well back when the Tumblrs were actual models, you know, there was the Batman version, and then of course the Mercenary version to go with. Bane and the Mercs from the movie. So I'd always wanted to convert one, so I was kind of bummed when they aren't in the game currently. So I kind of took the motivation of Renegade and playing the Dark Knight Rises Bane crew to convert one of the tumblers kindly. Of course, still not to play in the game, but I thought it would be a real cool on the display board to go with it and just kind of an excuse to um, get the model done. But then if I was going to do that, it needed a display board to sit on. <laughs> anyway, unfortunately, it might draw a comparison to some Dark Elf Tower I was working on in ages Past. My display board, like the overall idea, I kind of wanted to duplicate what I've seen from the movie since I was playing the Dark Knight Rises crew. And there's like the scene where Bane has uh, whatever Gordon's kind of confession letter thing about Harvey Dent and all that, where he's reaping it in front of, like, Gotham City Hall, and, like, the tumbler's there, and, like, blasts open Blackgate prison, and he lets, like, the prisoners out, so that was kind of, like, my whole vision was kind of recreating that scene. So, a combination of doing the tumbler and trying to finish that whole display board I think was just a lot of work. I think I might have worked on it for, like, three weeks total, like, you know, up until, like, the day before or day of That I left to go to Renegade and being that I was trying to do both those things like I probably accomplished both of them about like 75% unfortunately like I think I don't remember if we talked about it like the week before or even just that Monday night I came to the store to play when I knew I should have been working on my display board or something I don't even think that would have been enough to help but I should have just like cut down my display board and like focused on finishing the Tumblr this time. And then I would have like, you know, had something finished and presentable, but I guess I was trying to be positive and was hoping I would get more done than I would, but just putting in a lot of detail and kind of being whatever real particular about it and everything. Like I did a ton of work on it, but I just didn't have enough time to actually finish it. So My display board's probably, like, 90% constructed, and then the main thing left would be painting it. I think now that I'm not at such a time crunch, I'm just going to try and add a little more detail that I might not have originally. And then my Tumblr's completely built. Like, I'm pretty stoked about that. It's kind of a bummer that it's not a model in the game anymore, but maybe I could, like, bring it along, you know, as terrain or something like that. It would look cool on the table that way. I guess... That was, I was converting it with mostly green stuff. Like, there's a tumbler. I think there's, like, two different mercenary tumblers in the movie. Like, one has, like, a pop-up, like, kind of rocket pod thing. And then the one I was trying to kind of recreate was, had, like, a turret on the top of it. So I kind of pinned it so it can kind of go in, like, the stored kind of away mode and then pop up and kind of pivot around. Uh, I still debate about... um, you know just gluing it kind of pivoted so it's kind of a static model but it's kind of fun to pivot the turret around and also like being that like I modeled it well enough it actually fits right in its kind of stored position and also can swivel around so I was felt really happy about finishing that and I think the tumbler like I might actually add a, like one more detail or something I kind of shortcut it on it but I think I did a really good job on that and I have, like, yeah, a base coat of color on that, but, um, so, like I said, kind of both about, like, 75% completed, and I had nothing to show for my Renegade, so it was kind of a bummer, but I am happy that I started the projects and hope to finish them. I think I might have to take them for Adepticon now, just to have a reason to finish the board and everything. If not, I guess it'd be a really cool display for my models, if nothing else, so.
0: Yeah, it would look stupid awesome, so I'm t- absolutely excited well, to see that
1: thing finished. Yeah, one thing I was realizing at the... Like, I knew it was pretty big already, but, like, I don't know if there was, like, three three or four of you at the Renegade that actually had display boards made, but mine's probably, like, I don't know, two or three times the size of <laughs> them, so it's so, so, a bit ridiculous, but I don't know, I was just trying to duplicate the scene from the movie. Um, Kind of put all the elements in there. And, you know, it's kind of scale-ish. So it just ended up really big. But someday it'll be cool to have it done. So maybe we'll see it at Adepticon.
0: And then you'll happily move on to playing some other crew.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I already mean to move on to some different crew. And, like, it's not just, like, I guess you could use it for whatever soldiers fortune board if you wanted. But it's really fit to be, you know, Dark Knight Rises, so that's kind of limited as far as what models would be cool on it, unfortunately. But So that was a lot of work. Hopefully it'll be awesome.
0: You can What's use that? it for a league board, too, is because uh, if, if oh, your yeah, secondary list is DKR Bane, you in a league Yeah, group, it'd be kind of yeah. like the
1: same idea that way. Yeah, so it's multi-purpose. That's like at least two of your crews. Two of my crews, but it's like same models basically (laughs) it was
0: hard and heavy we got done with the long halloween and it's been hard and heavy focused on getting models and a crew put together for uh the renegade this this year i decided late that it would be a great idea to include the new anniversary Batman from Night Models, as well as the new anniversary Robin, the the, duo, the dynamic duo that come together as a set. So then I was playing around with lists a little bit. Do I take a, uh, a true Batman crew? Do I take Bat Family? Fiddled with it? Fiddled with it? Couldn't quite get anything I was exactly happy with. Finally, I settled on taking Bat Family, which then basically meant I had to paint an entirely full crew for the 350 event. I had one model in both of my lists that actually I didn't have to touch. So out of the like six or seven models, I think it was seven models I had to paint or seven models in between the two crews. I had to paint six of them and that went pretty well. So I got the, uh, I started out with the Batman and Robin Uh, Dynamic Duo, because those were kind of the linchpins of what I wanted to take. And I got uh, the Tim Drake Robin put together and painted because he was kind of a must. I was taking him because he was the best Robin. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that from a comic books perspective, but I was going to use it to antagonize my opponents because Tim Drake Robin gets a, a pretty good mix of reviews and opinions out there. Uh, from people who are into Batman, then I wanted to include the new Nightwing and the new Robin, or the new Right Nightwing and the new Red Hood, because I, I, you know, it kind of rounds out the key characters for the Bat Family. I was really hoping I would find a way to get the new Batgirl in into the list, but just reputation in list construction, it didn't work. So I used my old Batgirl, which is probably a good thing because it meant I had to paint one less model. So I managed to get all of that done, I think I got that done, all done with about a week to go or at least a few days to go before the Renegade. Because I knew I was actually on time and on schedule and actually felt like I was going to finish early, I decided to also take on doing a display board. And so I cranked out that too, which happened to be the Batcave. Uh, what better place to kind of set up and, and have all of these, the Bat family kind of hanging out in between games, but to have them sitting in the bat Cave. So I went to work and designed and sketched that out one day on a, a piece of foam board and kind of laid it out and went, okay, that works. And I had a plan. And in hindsight, I think uh, my plan wasn't the greatest plan. I think there's definitely on the backside of the board. Like it should have just been all one piece. And then I, instead it's like three pieces and I had to then have to fiddle around with making the joints work and stuff like that. And then covered it up with some printed off artwork so that you can't see the mistakes as easy. <laughs> it, it definitely came off really well. It was definitely the largest display board at Renegade, which uh, was interesting. And, and I, We'll say that Suzanne actually helped out with that display board. She's got a, a cricket and can cut vinyl. And so I had her cut some bat symbols and my name and uh, a few other little bits that got put on. I have this wooden case and you can go watch the YouTube video where I talk about it. Up on our channel, uh, and you can find the information at the on our website to, to go get to it. But I have this uh, MDF uh, display or MDF kind of tray that I had picked up at an a couple of years ago. That was kind of the core of my display board, and I just spray painted it with black primer, and then put these stickers on it or these these vinyl cut stickers on it, basically to dress it up and make it look more Batman-y and make it fit the crew and make sure that it had my name on it because there's nothing worse than having somebody do your appearance judging and not having a clue whose crew it is or what they are to, who you know, who's the who's the person that's associated with this, right? So I got it all, got all that done and then the big bat symbol in the center of my, like, my bat computer cave uh, scene is, all was also a vinyl cut and then I just painted it all up and Nothing fancy on the paint, but it was it went together relatively quickly actually, and I was rel- I'm pretty happy with the way it looks, and it, it was super easy to and and stable for carrying around my models from not only table to table, but uh, Saturday I walked down from the hotel room and walked them uh, down to the event, so through the hotel. Right on the display board, I didn't bother to carry down my miniature case to keep them protected because they were all very stable on the case and did really good from a model uh, protection and and safety perspective. I mean, you're only carrying around seven models and they're all on 40 mil bases, (laughs) except for one figure. I think one figure of my entire (laughs) crew was not on a 40 mil. So... So it was a uh, pretty stable and easy to carry around like that. So I liked it. It worked out really well, and I'm super glad to have had it. Unfortunately, uh, I don't. Neither of us won best appearance, but our our hobby well, work. Yeah, <laughs> the, the no no display board definitely I think ruled out some folks. It it felt good. It looked good, and I got a lot of a lot of feedback. So it was good good to hear that too.
1: Yeah, I know you You were kind of fretting the whole thing, like whether you'd get it done or all your models painted and everything, and then you were done super quick. I was like laughing about it. <laughs> Just how ready you were ahead of time. But yeah, it definitely looked really good. I, was, I think you got some good comments, and I'm sure it helped your paint. Like you said, unfortunately, wasn't quite the top, but it was almost there. Yeah.
0: So I think there was three people with display boards, and I feel like the other two people had better paint on their models that had display boards than I did.
1: Motivation for next time, right? Yeah.
0: Yep. No, definitely motivation. <laughs> I, I've i got my eye on the next project, and I actually started that next project today, and that is uh, Court of Owls uh, will be my next Batman Miniature Game crew. Uh, it That's is 888. It's, uh, it was out of the bag <laughs> at the renegade. <laughs> it's definitely, I've got this, I've got this vision. I did a bunch of research. I've been doing research for about the past two or three weeks, uh, just reading research, reading comic books. I finally kind of figured out what the display board is or we're loosely going to be themed around. And I fiddled with some basing techniques yesterday and had a base that I was, okay with and i wanted to put a model on it so i've got the model on it and i started putting the paint job on the model because i want to see it kind of all come together uh as a a single figure kind of go from that and and see if i can replicate that whole process and then start to lay it out on display board Uh, i mean we're talking about five or six models so we're not talking about a project that's going to you know, it's not like, hey, I'm going to build a Warhammer army and I got to paint 80 or 90 models and a display board and all of this to of that high quality. It's like, I'm probably going to end up with something like a five to eight model crew with maybe 10 or 12 models total painted when all, things are all said and done. It's not this, will, this project will probably be done well long before Renegade next year. We'll see if I'm still motivated to play them by Renegade next year, but I am super excited to get to work on them and I'm looking forward to playing them on the table. I think it's going to be an interesting challenge because it's another low model crew, which means you're
1: fighting a little for you. (laughs)
0: It's it's been highly unusual for me. I've played swarm high-model crews, like 10 to 12 models historically, and now Bat Family, and then going to Court of Owls. Low-model crew, very focused on doing damage and casualties, and a lot of their scoring cards actually reward for those kind of things. And I think it's going to be a much different game experience and, and a challenge to learn how to play them. And be able to capitalize on them, like I said, the bad family crew. I was fortunate to get a few games in my belt before we went to Renegade, and that really helped to kind of position myself and understand how, what you know, how I could pull off a cool little trick with them to see how it goes. And now I just need to figure that out for Court of
1: Owls. Yeah, well, what was was it mostly like a visual, um, that kind of drew you to the owls, or? Uh, how'd you end up picking them? I like obviously there'll be a bit of a different challenge, which could be some of the draw. But what was your main driving choice there? I, I think the the big driving choice
0: was what crews don't I have yet.
1: Out of all the models you have, you needed a new crew, is what you're saying. <laughs>
0: Basically, out of all, and what is nobody else playing here in Madison? Right, I think that's that's a that's a that's as big a factor as anything because, like, we have two Batman players that play quasi regularly. We have a Mister Freeze crew. You've got Bane and Soldier's of Fortune. Sounds like you're probably going to be moving to uh, another crew here soon. You know, I've already got a Penguin crew that's pretty well established. I've got a joker crew that's well established i've got i've got soldiers of fortune sitting here i've got organized crime sitting here batman teen titan well i say batman teen titans and bat family they're all kind of ish the same because all kind of ish using the same models what can i do that's a little more unique than what everybody else is doing or the, what everybody else has and i really I like i've settled on court of owls like they, I think they look different. I think they, uh, I didn't know a ton about the court. Like I knew high level thematically what they what they are from the com uh, from the comics, mostly from anim from the animated films. But I didn't really have a good feel for who the court is or or what they're how they were represented in the comics until just recently. And some cool comic books and some cool arcs there. So I I can see why people like the court and they're fit into that rogues gallery, you know, of, of Batman villains. Yeah, mostly it's just something that nobody else is playing and I don't see anybody jumping on the Court of Owls bandwagon anytime soon. And with that, why don't we go ahead and take a quick break, get a word from our sponsors. When we come back, we'll go ahead and dive into the renegade 2022 and the batman miniature game events that brian and i played in hey folks this is the cons of the most i just wanted to take a moment to tell you about misty mountain games here in madison wisconsin where you can find ccgs rpgs board games minis paint and hobby supplies for your all of your tabletop gaming experience and needs If you can't find it online, give them a phone call or swing on by their brick-and-mortar store uh, here on the east side of Madison. Don't worry. That is mistymountaingames.com. Check them out today. And we're back. All right, let's dive into the main topic here. So we participated in two different events. Actually, you might have participated in the third event. Uh, I don't remember if you did the Riddler whatever thing on Friday night.
1: Oh, the the quiz thing? Or the trivia? Yeah, thing? I didn't do that. Nah. Nah, okay, I thought about it, but I didn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, so neither of us did that. We did participate in the 250 rep tournament and the 350 reputation main event tournament. For those of you that are not familiar with the Batman miniature game, it's a tabletop skirmish game focused on street-level activities where you field your favorite DC heroes and villains from basically from the Detective Comics and other Batman comics. Players organize their crew, into, usually it's somewhere between 6 to 12 models based on faction affiliation and then tally up reputation points. Basically, each model is worth so many reputation and also potentially worth some funding cost and play to a mutually agreed points value. What the Renegade is, is it's a fairly large convention. I'm not sure how large, probably maybe 100, 150 people total. I don't know, maybe more. I'm I'm not sure. Uh, so I guess it I mean, it's fairly large. Like it's kind of a smaller, but it's a yeah. multi-miniature game convention, uh, and it's in it's it's hosted by the by the folks in Minneapolis. It's got Games Workshop events for Age of Sigmar and 40k. It's got Bolt Action, and it's got the Batman miniature game. So it's it's got lots of different events, so if you're interested in any of those other games, you can go to the Renegade and have a really good time. Got A little vendor hall, not that I've ever visited it, but I, I hear there's some good things that can be found there. I think Warlord Games was there. I've never, in three years I've been to the Renegade now, I've never actually went into the vendor hall to actually take a look, so I can't say firsthand what's there.
1: I was just going to say, this was actually my very first, like, actual Renegade. I guess this year was the only time I actually went to, like, Renegade events, like the spring and summer Renegade. So yeah, this is my first actual Renegade, and I actually wanted to check out some of the other stuff right now, but with, like, the game schedules, it's hard to get anywhere, and then, like, the, whatever, the hotel is kind of set up, it's, like, a bunch of different rooms, all, like, in these different... Kind of hallways and whatever else. They're all in kind of different spots or whatever. So I didn't even really know where other stuff was. I guess I could have, you know, probably dug into it and found somewhere, but I didn't really have any decent time to do that between yeah. the gaming on the two days I was there. So it was kind of a shame not to get to check anything else out, but it was happening there somewhere. <laughs> so maybe yeah. next time I'll get to poke my head into something. I know Tyler
0: had mentioned me Tyler is one of our local Batman players. And he rode up with me and, and roomed with me for the mm-hmm. event. And he, before the event, he was like, Oh, we need to head over to the source. And cause that's the local game store. That's that's uh, they've got a bunch of Batman and a bunch of other gaming stuff. And oh, we should head over to the source and we need, we should check out the vendor. and I'm like, dude, you're never going to have any time to do any of that stuff. Like just, you ain't going to have time
1: i guess maybe on sunday when you weren't gaming you guys could have gone to some spots but we
0: were on the road by seven but
1: uh, oh really
0: yeah but uh yeah no i i was like yeah this we don't have time like you you wait and that's exactly how it worked out like we did not have time so (laughs) let's talk about what we did do and dive into the friday 250 reputation batman event so, who did you play, Brian? What did you take? What did you think of it?
1: Yeah, so, uh, so, this was my first 250 rep like game, period. <laughs> so, I like was kind of interested to try it out beforehand, but I didn't really, you know, have a chance to arrange that. So, I wasn't super sure what to expect. Like, I was kind of looking forward to kind of the faster play of having like fewer models to actually maybe. Like half the time, I don't get to finish my games in the tournaments when I'm playing regular 350. I looked at playing something else for League, but I didn't really come up with anything. And it's a lot easier just to just kind of focus on one, playing one crew for the weekend. And I knew I was doing Soldiers of Fortune for the weekend. Uh, well, not for the weekend, but for the 350s. I uh, kind of came up with something to do with them that I was pretty happy with. Like at first, I went with like a Dark Knight Rises Bane blood list, but. For the points, at 250, you could only have like five other henchmen with them, and I wasn't like super sure about doing that low of a model count, so alternatively, I was thought I was pretty happy with the list, led by Bird, who is normally a sidekick, so he was my boss, and it allowed me to actually have seven models in my crew, which I was kind of a little happier with, and I was able to keep like the three tough guys in the Soldiers of Fortune list that I feel like are kind of useful for scoring my game. Like, tough guy is a trait that uh, the model counts as two models for uh, scoring objective cards, which is pretty handy for like two or three of the soldiers' fortune objectives. And I figured the higher model count, like trying to get that at 250, would kind of give me an edge. But throughout the day, it definitely didn't seem that. Way. <laughs> so, how about you? What what were you playing?
0: Well, I played the Bad Family, which, again, I, I think for similar reasons, I ended up settling on taking the same stuff i was pretty much bringing up there for the main event in hindsight i think that was a huge mistake and i i say that because i put basically zero energy into <laughs> doing anything for the 250 i didn't have my head in the right headspace i didn't i forgot i didn't have cards printed off for the models because there was enough of a difference in the models that i didn't have cards so it was it was a bit of a debacle from my point of view and my play also experienced that i think in hindsight i th- you know it's not my first 250 i did 250 at, earlier at the some one of the i think the summer renegade uh where i went undefeated and won the event uh with penguin but this time it was it was an uphill battle. I only had four models in each of my crews. I played the crew that was most likely going to play similarly to what I was going to play in the big 350 which featured gaslight batman. It also was the crew that required me to have the least amount of missing cards cuz I only missed I was only had <laughs> gaslight batman as the missing card. I think my other 250 crew that had uh, Red Hood, Damian Wayne, Dick Grayson, Robin, the classic Robin that comes in the new Dynamic Duo set, and Barbara Gordon would have been better. Would have been a lot better, uh, but uh, I think. But I was missing 50% of the cards, and I didn't want to have to try to deal with explaining that every round. And I, I think I probably could have borrowed cards from Stefan. It would have been fine, but... You know that's on me, and I didn't prep it. I didn't prep it. I didn't play well and but i I had three really good games. I just didn't uh it just wasn't I wasn't in the right headspace, but it was the debut of the display board at least, which went over I think pretty well,
1: yeah, it seemed like you weren't super invested in it for sure, so I assume man. that kind of had an outcome on your game well oh, like, i I stunk. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I stunk too. Like, like you had mentioned, you played in the summer renegade. I'm like, oh, it won't be that bad. Like, I thought about it a little. Maybe it'll go okay. But like, I don't know what happened. Like, I had, a, I just did not have a good day on Friday. And I don't know what it was. <laughs> but yeah. even just like how I was feeling, I didn't like, whatever. I like didn't do well in my games. But even like, I just wasn't. I just was having a bad day then. <laughs> I mean. So, we'll talk about the games just real
0: quick. Obviously, we didn't we didn't yeah. have great experiences in the games, but I can say that played against the Soldiers of Fortune player right off the bat, who basically hadn't played the game since last year Renegade and was really shaking on the rules. I might have pulled off a win. I don't think we would have I don't think we finished this game. And when we tallied up the points, he he was like, "Yeah, I have 28 points and i had 23 and i was like crap how did this happen like this was the game like oh. hey he doesn't know how to play i'm teaching him how to play basically the whole time and explaining things to him constantly about what the rules are and it's clearly that i'm the one in there. wait a minute i didn't score any points <laughs> i was like what the heck just <laughs> happened and, yeah, it was kind of, it, it was that kind of a game where, yeah, he just, he scored points and I didn't. And uh, it was fun. Like, I, I enjoyed the game. It was great. And I felt like I was competitive and in the game, too. I made a couple of little minor mistakes just not knowing model stats in the Soldier of the Fortune. Is that, whatever, stealth
1: oh yeah you were off no, guard
0: yeah like defense five oh. on, a, on, a, on a henchman model like
1: uh, i can't remember
0: yeah it infiltrate
1: was, out that's what it yeah was. that one
0: yeah. it was pretty pretty <laughs> surprising right and i threw like my gaslight batman onto that and just did nothing like it was that was a little surprising and i probably could have if i would have realized that earlier I probably could have utilized Gaslight Batman a little bit more effectively to go take out some other models and ignore the shooting that that figure could do but whatever hindsight's 2020 20 on that and right <laughs> so that that was that was my first round it ended up setting up a loss but I felt like I was competitive and I was in the game like I was doing stuff I was in the game actually had a pretty good time how about you what did you see first round for the 250
1: Yeah, so jumping to my first round, I felt like I had a similar experience. Like, I didn't feel like my game went really bad, but I ended up playing Stefan. He was playing the league crew. So, hey, a crew I actually know for a change. But for some reason, I chose not to take that into account into my playing, (laughs) which, uh, like, that's probably, like, my biggest regret, for sure, on Friday, if not, like, the whole weekend, was that, like, I've seen you kind of, mitigate my league well and it's like i should know how to do that against them but for whatever reason i kind of went with my usual approach of like focusing on i'll score my own stuff and like they can do whatever but obviously the league kind of racks through a lot of points which i've managed i've been able to do playing them so like i should have known better like i was really frustrated like after the game like why didn't i take that approach at all like i could have like the main thing is just put out all your suspects right away, and that kind of hampers a lot of the league scoring, but for some reason, I didn't do that. uh, we kind of you know ran through the game we were both scoring a bunch of cards like he definitely like scored a little more than me um and then points wise, I think he might have been like uh six or seven points up on me when the time was called, so that was kind of the story of my day a little bit was that the games weren't terrible, but my opponents just kind of kept having an edge on me for the most part. I did get to see he had Clayface in his list. Like I've actually, Clayface just got those new rules with them and I think he's a pretty cool model now. So it was fun to see him on the table. And I don't know, that's something I'd like to pick up for fun since he's a pretty notable villain. But yeah, so I kind of got schooled by league when I should have known better. So <laughs> I was kind of starting off with a loss and a, kind of a bummer as far as how I played. Like One of my big things lately is I want to figure out how to, I don't know, playing more defensive is the right word, but figuring out how to keep your opponent from scoring so it's not just like a sprint to see who can score as many cones. I think that's kind of where the next level of game I have to figure out is. I should have been able to do it really well against League, but I chose to be a chump. So <laughs> I did not start off well in the two fifty.
0: My round two, I ended up taking on Joker, uh, Sean's Joker crew. Beautiful crew, by the way. His models look really good. I uh, think he's the only Joker player for both days. Joker does what Joker does in the game, which is score constantly. What you kill their models, they score points. What you reveal their suspects, they score points. What he's got a poison fish again? Ah, uh, he scores points. Chattering teeth scores points. It's a it was basically the story of the thing was he was scoring points pretty much regardless of what I I think like, there's no defense against I think Joker scoring. Like, they just they're going to score their points. The best the best you can do is hope that that you can just outscore them and or that they run out of models too fast. Unfortunately for me, neither of those things happened in this game. It was one of my best scoring games of the day. I scored put up thirty two points. In the end, that was nothing to Joker's thirty-seven. Like he was—he was basically nearly out of deck by the time the game was over. And I was—I must have had four, five, six. I probably had seven, seven or eight cards I think left on my deck by the time the game ended. So I felt really good. I'm like, okay, I got this figured out. I took another loss, but I figured out like how to play this four-model crew. And I was playing it. I think I played it pretty well in that game. No doubt, uh, Joker is a. It uh, was a handful for the Bat family, and then they went down.
1: Yeah, how many, like, how many models did you actually have in his crew compared to yours? Or did he, like, I two to one of them? Eight or nine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, he crazy, had eight or but... nine. But it, but he,
0: a lot of his, like, he had two five-point models. Like, he had two of the zombies. So oh, it wasn't. Really? he had some more rep-expensive models in his
1: crew. Yeah, I guess jumping back to round two for me, I think his name was Drew playing Birds of Prey. I think he had won like the best point painted that day was just kind of picked by Adam. and I think he won it. He had kind of like a cool kind of playground display board. Most of his crew was like the Derby players. I think minus the one with like the weird splatter gas gun thing. And then he also had uh, Montoya and Cassandra in there as well. I'm not super familiar with the birds. Card so much, like we do have Suzanne playing them locally, but I don't know how many even how many games I've had against her, like I'm not horribly up on them, but I kind of went with the same approach as usual, which has worked for me as soldiers, but there wasn't too much of note in the game. We both scored a fair amount of points. We did have whatever it's called,, um I don't know, the one like event where you have like the marker where you, like, can if you control the marker, you score a random card in it, so it was kind of fun to fight over that marker a little bit. I guess one other move of note, like, usually I plump up all my models kind of right on the middle edge of my deployment zone, so they can kind of run to the center quickly, which is usually helpful for scoring cards, and there was a super nearby, and, like, the first thing he did, I think it was just for the, whatever, the value of the shot, he had the flamethrower derby player guy, and he Came through the sewer and, like, uh, quickly templated, like, my whole crew, but luckily he just rolled, like, completely awful. Like, uh, I think he would have, like, hit six models out of my crew, and he only uh, actually scored a hit on one of them, so that was kind of a bummer for him. And then I quickly sicked, like, one of my guys on him later in the turn to take him out. And then, yeah, the rest of the game we were just kind of fighting for position a little bit, and. Kind of trading blows back and forth. Uh, we're both scoring codes. Um, this one ended up a draw. I think we were only like one or two points off. I don't remember about what our score was. Probably somewhere around thirty or something like that. But overall, it was a good game. I think it was coming by my way a little bit at the end because I was starting to take out some of those models a bit more. But again, like most of my tournaments, even though this was two fifty, I think we only played till like partway through the third round. But I like again, I didn't feel very bad about the game. It was nice to have a uh, draw this time instead of a loss. But again, like I don't know, I just seemed a little off playing in the 250.
0: I hear you. So going into round three, I ended up playing uh, Willie, who I love playing against. Willie's a an awesome dude. He brought Riddler with. I think Riddler was the only model that was actually in the Riddler crew and the Smuck crew, and then there was...
1: Right. Think, that seems to be a theme I've noticed with Riddler crews. Yeah. It's like, none of the crew is Riddler just side Yeah. So,
0: Polka-Dot Man and... whatever. It, it just... like I, I, I think I, I was able to take out Riddler fairly early, and I thought that was pretty important to being able to slow down his action efficiency and his and his card scoring ability. I was revealing some suspects, but clearly not fast enough with only four models. A lot of the game was me spent, okay, I'm going to attack this model. Oh, okay. I'll effort a couple with this model and then I'll effort three times the Polka Dot Man and okay, you have like no dice, now you can effort some dice back <laughs> in. It was a lot of times, like, the amount of times that attacking was just futile to being able to do anything in this game was so frustrating. And I get it that that's how that Polka Dot Man works, but it was probably the most frustrating. And it actually soured me pretty hardcore. Like, I I carried this sourness into the next day because I was so frustrated from this game. And it was nothing that Willie did. Like he played the models really well that he took. My four little models could do at could do barely anything against his I think five or six or whatever he had. And most of it was due to Polka Dot Man and I yeah, he that model's just a tough model to deal with. Looking back at it in hindsight, like there were a couple of times where I had Polka Dot Man down to like one stun left, and I could have taking the time to move, like, Barbara Gordon up into contact with him, uh, Batgirl, and take him out and go ahead and get him in the easy rest. It still would have been a little bit of a dicey attack, but attack four combo against, like, his defense three re- with power armor with removing a couple of dice out of my attack pool, I think I could have got the job done. And if I would have done that, then my frustration, like this frustrating piece that caused me so much frustration in the rest of the game would have been off the table and I would have been able to go back to, or I would have been in a better position to be able to do the things that I needed to do to try to try to take control of the game and win. So in hindsight, I think I, I made a mistake going for Riddler and not taking out Polka Dot Man earlier, but... It ended up being this just largely frustrating game of futility, and I took my third loss for the day. And as we'd see that that would be the last game I played that day. So we'll talk about that when we get to round four. Brian, how did your round three go?
1: Okay, I forgot about that. Yeah, Riddler's definitely weird. Like I feel like no matter what you do, like there's a chance he's scoring cards. It's kind of a goofy thing. Like either you don't do anything, and like. They're kind of rolling through some cards. You reveal a suspects, They end up scoring cards off of it. I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing to crack. Like, I've only played it twice. Second time you'll probably hear about later this episode. Jump back to my round three. Kind of going back to usual form. I played against a crew I hadn't played before. Um, this was actually Suicide Squad. I thought that might have been unusual at 250, but it seemed to work out pretty good for him. I can't remember the dude's name, but I've seen him at some of the other Renegades. He's a local guy, I assume. So, yeah, Suicide Squad, like pretty much all models I'd played before for the most part, kind of notable in the match was uh, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and uh, Polka Dot Man, like the movie version. So, kind of the opposite of whatever the comic Polka Dot Man you just faced. This one kind of deals more damage, and kind of that's about all he's got. And then he also had Ratcatcher 2 in there. So, I think he had nine models because with Sebastian, and then the three rat swarms, they all add to the model count, when including Rat catcher in there. So, again, I kind of approached it like a regular game. I just try and, like, score my stuff, but... And I don't remember if you had maybe mentioned something about it, but, like, between Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and then Polka Dot Man, they just, like, were picking models off, like, one at a time, basically. So even, like, first turn, I think I probably lost like two models, which was pretty rough, especially at 250. And I think turn two, I was able to kind of fight back a little bit. I don't know that I ever took one of his models off. I think I might have knocked out one or two of them, but uh, he was picking me off pretty good. And I think just losing those models kind of meant I wasn't scoring stuff throughout the game. Yeah, I don't know. It seemed like a close game again. I thought I was scoring enough. Not too much else, a note, happened out uh, of the game. Seemed to go pretty quick. And then, come to the end of it, it was kind of a similar story to my other games. Like, we both scored a fair amount. This was actually, like, my lowest scoring game. I think I only scored, like, 24 points or something like that. We were probably only in, like, turn three or something like that. But he managed to score, like, seven or eight more than me. So, he came away with the win again. It was kind of cool to see Suicide Squad and kind of the damage output of some of those. Models, but maybe I could have played a little different to not lose as many models. Like, I thought we started out pretty far away, but he was able to take them out pretty readily with Polka Dot Man, Bloodsport, and Peacemaker all in there.
0: <laughs> Suicide Squad's pretty brutal, can output a lot of damage in a hurry. Yeah, I was so... really hoping
1: for some heads to explode there. <laughs> like, I don't know. We didn't have too many activations left in round one, and I think he had only scored, like, one three-point card or something like that, but uh, I don't remember how many points he had to score, like, in the first round or per round or whatever to keep heads from exploding, but I think he, like, barely made it towards the end of the first round and then the other rounds he had pretty handily, but I was hoping for some heads to explode to help me out, but didn't happen. <laughs>
0: anyways my my round four was against the ringer the ringer wasn't available to play in round four so i unfortunately didn't get a game which i don't know if i would get a round four here maybe it changes how i go into the 350 on the next day but as it was i was tired we had drove up i had drove up there i'd been up since like uh I don't know, 3.30 in the morning. I drove all the way from Madison to Minneapolis. I was pretty exhausted. I wanted to check in the hotel. So I just kind of took advantage of that, called home to my wife, you know, relaxed for a little bit, and came back for prizes. So at least I got me a little bit out of the, like, rotten mood that I was starting to get into because I, I just, I at this point, I knew that I did not play, I did not play well, and I did not prepare and it was really, like, it wasn't my opponents, it was me chapping my rear for not taking the 250 seriously.
1: Yeah, I guess that's kind of a bar to go through, whatever, four games, and, well, I guess in your case, only the three, but, you know, take your whole day, and then, you, like, you can't really change anything once you're in it, kind of thing, so. Yeah. You kind yeah, of bum no, me out. Hopefully yeah, you got referenced a little bit. And...
0: I I I'm, I know I was complaining constantly that the <laughs> deck was terrible, the crew was terrible, this was terrible. Yeah, just getting me out of that room was more than what I needed. Like I think for a little bit, and then I came back down and watched. I think I watched part of your game, and
1: yeah, you had made it. Yeah, through towards the end. How did your last game go? So yeah, speaking of my game, you had played Willie in round three. I played them in round four. So yeah, the Riddler crew with only Riddler, and then a few of those other, like, whatever, rogues Gallery and some other people. Like, this game, like, it wasn't very bloody at all. Again, I think we both were scoring quite a few cards. Um, Like I had mentioned after you were talking about your game, like, Riddler, this is only the second time I've actually played against them, but it seems like no matter what you do, like, there's always a chance to to score a card kind of thing, and I haven't totally wrapped my head around it, Um, I don't think I took out any of his models. I might have lost like one model or something like that, but wasn't a big deal. We both almost scored like our whole decks, but unfortunately, I think this was my, probably my other closest loss. I think it was only like three or four points off, but in the end of it, I counted up, and I ended up with a, another loss for the day. So it was kind of a bummer. I went all day with no wins. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just the 250 or what was happening, but I don't know. It was kind of a bummer. And that was a little sour down the game. Like, I think the biggest thing that's bugged me lately is like, I haven't figured out how to keep my opponent from scoring aside from like taking out their models. Like maybe I should focus on taking out models more than I have. But if you're staring at a card to score in your hand, it's kind of hard to go out of your way to take out a model with your activation instead of scoring your card. Which is usually good, but I don't know. It seemed like people are pretty impressive in the 250 to me, um, and the whole weekend as far as my opponents and scoring cards. So, just straight yeah. up scoring wasn't doing it for me. <laughs> yeah, I think
0: it's, it's thinking about scoring in in this game. It's it's like playing basketball, right? At mm-hmm. some point your opponents are just, like, they're scoring points, right? They're putting the ball in the basket, they're scoring points. And it's more exciting for both players to be making baskets, right? And that's the way this game kind of plays. Both players throughout the game are making baskets. They're scoring objective cards, they're making baskets. To try to play a good defense in this game and try to keep the scoring a little lower is really hard to pull off. And it takes some of the excitement out of it, too, if you're playing a really defensive game. So it's a lot easier to, hey, let's just go score points than it is to play defense. So I've got some thoughts about it, uh, and we'll talk about that as we get into the 350, because I specifically built my list to be able to play a little bit more of a defensive game uh in in this particular game or in the batman miniature game for the the 350 and that's what i had practiced
1: at yeah i've witnessed that in some cases firsthand and yeah i think that's kind of the next step to my gaming like it's kind of weird because i feel like i've seen it as a detriment to like new players or whatever if they just like focus on trying to take out models and stuff like that i mean that's a bare minimum of defense is taking out opponents' models, so I think that's why I've, like, focused so much on, like, if I can score a card, I should do that instead of taking out models, but I think there's really something to be had if you can think about how to counter your opponent's scoring, whether it's from, like, list building, of course, like, your play on the table and stuff like that, like, that's something I really need to think about, like, especially (laughs) in my first game against League, where I didn't do it at all, like, it was really frustrating, and, like, uh, that's kind of the next thing I want to achieve. And I, I think if you can pull that off, like that'll be a pretty powerful skill to have to be able to keep your opponent from scoring. Because, like, right now, what I've seen in tournaments is usually just, you know, kind of a sprint to see who can score the most. So, definitely yep. an interesting dynamic there.
0: Yep, yep, no, but it typically means that those small model crews like Bat Family and whatnot can have a hard time because it's about action economy and you score more points when you're. When you have more actions. So, that said, let's dive into the 350. I'm just going to say I had a much better day in the 350 to start with. Just going to caveat that here that I wiped out that awful Friday performance. I felt much more confident going into the Friday because I had. I'd played this crew, and the synergies I knew worked better with this crew, and I, and my gimmicks worked better with this crew, and everything worked better. The, you can't imagine how much that fifth model made such a huge difference in the play of the crew from the 250 to the 350. So, so I
1: am totally like confused about the 250 still too, because like I felt like my list was like nearly identical, but I don't know if just having like that one less model or something you know, like those. You know, not quite as good models missing from the crew apparently had that much of an impact on my list. It was just kind of weird. This was my first 250 to kind of see the difference of that, like how much more of a struggle it was just being those little points down and just those few things missing from your list that can really kind of turn the tide for you. Yep, absolutely. I, it It's crazy that
0: way. So my first game going into the 350 was against uh, Sean, who I played the previous day with his Joker crew. And it was a pretty close match uh, at the 250. So I was feeling okay about this. I thought I'd be able to take him. We were on table one, the uh, which was the Batcave, right? So, oh, hey, this omens, right? <laughs> the stars are aligning. I'm on the Batcave. It's round one, table one. This is probably the highest I'll be here. I'll... Uh, highest table I'll play on all weekend long, but hey, I'm here. It's like everything should orientate to myself. And I've played on their Batcave table before. I don't, like, I didn't care for it. It basically is like it has It, it basically ends up being like it has this lot. giant hill in the center of the table, is what it really is. And, um,
1: right. And like, there's, there's. For sure.
0: Yeah, so. Um, really it just went, Sean did what Joker does and scored points and scored points and scored points. And I just could not pop the big three point cards effectively And in my hand rotation didn't work. And I just, it, it was a, a little bit of a struggle. I like the game itself was really good. Like the gameplay on the table, like. I basically, you know, I had Sean on the ropes right off the bat. Like I, he had Rasta clown with his assault rifle and his other, um, another, whatever machine gunny kind of model over on the one side of the board. And like turn one, I had them both taken out with my little bat family gimmick, which my bat family gimmick, which I haven't told is basically I accumulate a giant pile of passes round one and I spend them all. So that basically you've activated your entire crew, or nearly your entire crew before I activate my first model. So I've ex- I see what you've done, like which which slows down a lot of players from scoring round one because they need that interaction with the opponent's suspects yeah. or the opponent's models to an extent to be able to score or to be able to spend use their cards as resources so that they can get. Maybe a little plug or a little boost, and get that hand rotation moving, right? Yeah. So that was
1: kind of and my approach. One, like you're so far away, like you're not vulnerable yep. to anything there, so it's very frustrating. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then, and then I
0: basically, so then I take, so then I basically activate everything else, knock out like two or three models, maybe arrest a rest of model or two. But the the key is, is that I've I've hopefully taken out two of your models by the end of my round one, and the You probably still... My opponents probably outscored me round one. I also then... Bat Family, one of their special rules, allows you to skip the... Take the initiative roll for the next round. So I immediately get the lead. Take the lead. And I have initiative, which means I'm activating models first. Okay, hey, we reset the round. I've got these things out. And now uh, now Batman, or one of my other big hitter models, it's almost always Batman, is going and taking out another model so now you're down three or four models before you get to start your turn in round two and that that now all of a sudden hey if you're a eight model crew and i'm a five model crew and i've taken out four of your models or three of your models we're now the same and i'm still playing with 350 rep worth of models that are pretty high quality versus your you're down 100 rep worth of models or something like that because i've knocked out three or four of them that was kind of the approach unfortunately with joker it was it didn't work because joker just scores points like oh hey thanks you helped me score psychopaths because 13. you yeah. took out models <laughs> oh hey you helped me do this because you revealed the suspect and and so there was a lot of that just kind of trigger scoring and i don't have i don't like i think that's that was like the worst possible matchup for me for bat family and the way i was playing it and approaching it It ended up being a loss. And so, yeah, I was... With the way that Riddler game had went the previous day, and then this game, starting out the day with a loss, this is now my fourth loss in a row, I was a bit frustrated. And I need to apologize to Nathan, who I played in the next round, that I kind of came into this next (laughs) round, and I was upset and frustrated and a bit cranky to start the game. So he kind of... He really did a good job of being able to manage that and turn it around. But we'll talk about round two in just a moment. How was your round one?
1: So, yeah, similar to you. Like, Well, maybe not similar to you, but, yeah, after whatever was ha- happened on Friday, like just physically and mentally, I wasn't super there. But, I don't know, I felt like a lot better, and I was fully refreshed, kind of coming into 350, something a little more familiar, and I was hoping to have a good day of it. So, yeah, this was like my full Dark Knight Rises being crew with sidekick and whatever the three tough guy miles and a few other guys so kind of the same crew i've regularly been playing and playing pretty well with in recent history my alternate lists um had just included like the dark knight rises Catwoman, and uh the black gate prisoners just so i could put them on my theoretical display board that didn't show up just to kind of fit the theme but i had no intention of playing that list i don't think it would have worked very well at all um so then yeah first round matchup um I guess, unfortunately, I'll probably have to, like, check the next time it happens. But um, Stefan had just kind of checked us all, or at least um, he had checked me and, I think, you and Tyler and, um, when we had got there. So, um, like, part of the app, you can put a whatever a team name or whatever. So the first round, you might not get matched up against each other. So that's what happened. It um, ended up being me and Tyler round one. So Tyler was the other player from Madison who came. Uh, So that was kind of a bummer. He's a pretty new player, too, so chances are I was going to be pretty good again, kind of start him off on the wrong foot, so that was kind of a bummer. Unfortunately, I just, like, ran away with the scoring, and, like, there was some rule confusion in his list or whatever, too, that I think kind of threw him off a little bit because he tried to clarify it ahead of time, but apparently there was some miscommunication there, so how he ended up running it, I think, was different than he expected and just kind of threw everything off. And then the intimidation of me just, like, scoring a gazillion cards, I think it was just kind of a rough game for him. So, yeah, it was Tyler. He he plays Batman, a newer player. He had, like, Batwoman in this list and then could actually play, like, the older models, like Eternal models in the app in this tournament. So he had, like, the actual Commissioner Gordon, which I think has some cool abilities and stuff like that. So it was kind of intimidating with, you know, Dark Knight Rises bat, uh, Bane wanting to be in the dark and stuff like that, when you can pop that spotlight down and take those extra shots at you and stuff like that. And also have, like, the alternative, like, hidden sniper and also, like, one of the Black Blackgate guards or whatever that has, like, the, uh, a pretty good gun or whatever, so. I mostly could just kind of kept the shadows and hid myself behind terrain. I also, like, kind of countered him throwing A bullet in one of the corners to you know score those uh, flankings and stuff like that. Like it seemed worthwhile to me to send a guy over that way. And unfortunately, like I kind of caught him off guard, having a resource card that would give me extra movement to actually make it to him. Or no, I don't even think. I think I ended up using the bird's military tradition. So I got like he can. uh, Bird's activation is special; can move other veteran models two inches. So Tyler's. Like, would have been out of range, but with that move, I was able to kind of get the jump on him and actually attack him that first round. So, uh, it was just kind of a, a lot of bummer to kind of start Tyler out on the wrong foot on that day and play somebody who I've, you know, readily played in Madison. So, I guess it was good to get the win, but a little separate, from taking out the local player.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then there's no. I mean, I don't know if, if, uh, Stefan for the, for the big event was, uh, actually going to actively not pair up, or if he was just to do it completely random pairings for the first round, I have no idea, but yeah, I, guess it's I did, history. I had registered, ask about. I had registered and put my club name in while well, I think I was still in the hotel room,
1: <laughs> so. Oh, really? Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. I pulled it up when I was down there and I was already registered, so, but. Yeah, I guess in hindsight, if we're only coming with a couple of us, I'd probably bug them about it next time to not yeah. get paired up right away. Yeah,
0: and be, be nice if we didn't have to play each other. I mean, it's. there. There's a, there's a certain round argument one. to like, be. The
1: round's later, that's fine with me, but round one, it's kind of a bummer.
0: There's, a, there's an argument for it fight? being a true random first round pairings. That's true particularly for for a competition where you know it should be a competition and and it should be everybody should have the same chance when folks are flying in or coming in from four hours away or whatever it kind of sucks to play place play the person you came up with or that you could play regularly i mean it was the what the spring one we drove up that That morning, and then had to play each other first round. And I was just like, dude, can I just take a nap under the table and
1: we'll just skip playing each other? We'll take
0: a draw. And instead, you decide to kick my teeth in.
1: I have to take those opportunities while they're good. (laughs) Since we always have a tough game.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely we do. (laughs) So, my round two. Now I a caveat I'm going into this a little cranky and then I, pl- I pulled up uh, Nathan who's playing Batman Who Laughs, uh, which is a special team in the game that I never played against, so I'm completely unfamiliar with it. He's got the Batman Who Laughs, he's got the Grim Knight, and then he's got like three Robins in the list. Oh, I'm well, like, oh my god, that's gonna Steve. be that's yeah, oh, low Steve. model count, murdery <laughs> is all heck. Probably murdery and killy better than like his robins aren't so killy, but those two power pieces, Batman Who Laughs and and the Grim Knight, I'm thinking they're gonna be way killier than anything I can deal with. Or way killier than my anything I have on the table. So I'm like, this is probably not gonna go well. And as it turns out, Timmy Drake was my MVP because the Grim Knight shot at him not once but twice and Timmy Drake survived that. In fact, he kind of just dusted off his his arm and went around scoring. I think he must have scored at least a dozen points. I realized early that trying to attack the Batman who laughs was pretty futile since he, I think he has Protect Me, so he just chucks the damage onto one of those cheap Robins. So, like, round three, he had the Grim Knight in a position where Batman could move in and attack him and I so that's exactly what I did and I didn't have the special for the rest with him but Batgirl moved in I'm like I'm like I don't have the card to score but I have to take advantage I have to do this like I can't risk uh he's he, I mean his, the odds of him waking up are high and if he wakes up like that could bring the bring Nathan back in the game so I I'm like I walked I walked Batgirl over there and arrested him and and at that point, when he just had the Batman who laughs, I think he had spawned Gordon at some point. The whatever Gordon who laughs or whatever the whatever he's called, because they the bat the like stick for the Batman who laughs crew is they can spawn additional models when they kill like sidekicks and leaders and or yeah sidekicks leaders and free agents. They can spawn additional models. So eventually, he turned. I think Dick Grayson Robin into the Gordon who laughs or whatever he's called. And then he, Tim Drake did eventually die and got turned into a Robin. So I thought that was, that was kind of fitting and thematic and we both kind of chuckled about that. But uh, yeah, I did pick up the win here and it was a pretty decisive win. I I played my butt off in the game and it, uh, you know, it, it felt like every time I turned around, I was scoring a card, but, Put up 33 points and uh, got a solid win. It felt good. It was like, okay, now, now I'm in the right headspace.
1: The classic Ben, like, come off like oh, I suck. I'm gonna lose and all that stuff. come coming and win. <laughs>
0: oh, I mean, I lost more games this weekend there that, that weekend than I won. So
1: yeah, I know. I'm just joking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a pretty cl- it's a classic tactic. <laughs> You play you play enough lousy armies like Dwarves and Dark Elves over the years and you have to play that uphill battle. You know your stuff sucks that you're putting on the table.
1: Yeah, we'll see how the rest of your game's going. Uh, then we'll have to make the determination of whether Batfam fam sucks or not. So yeah, I guess jumping to my round two. I ended up playing against Richard. I seem to run into him at tournaments quite a bit when I'm doing well. It seems like he's up there usually, kind of on the higher tables, at least in the beginning. A little different. He had a penguin crew this time. Luckily, I'm slightly familiar with the penguin crew from you running them, although uh, he had quite a few different models in his list. So kind of my similar tournament scheme where I'm playing against a bunch of stuff, I don't know. Um, he had Signal Man in there, who come to find out is very handy against Soldiers of Fortune, where positioning is kind of key to scoring a lot of their objectives and he also had kite man in the list who was kind of neat to see he seems to be like kind of the one more notable recognizable characters i think but that was the first time i ever played against him he didn't really have any impact on our game per se though this game was pretty crazy we all like had a lot of like positioning and like kind of key fights and stuff there but like Overall, there wasn't, like, a whole lot of damage going on or fighting. Like, we were all just kind of maneuvering around a lot, which was kind of interesting. And definitely Penguin, he was getting lots of whatever the black market money or whatever it's called. And then just all the different things you could do with that, like moving models before they go or giving them extra attacks and stuff like that was just kind of happening constantly. So this is kind of a little overwhelming facing Penguin, even though I have faced you a few times. There's just so much stuff going on between all the cards he has out in play and then all that, uh, whatever, the black market money or whatever. And I just, like, I don't know, Richard and I were kind of joking. We each had, like, an assault rifle guy and I also had my, like, RPG guy or whatever. And We, neither of us, like, fired a shot. Like, the whole game it was kind of funny. I think Barsad not shooting in my game was mostly due to him messing up with my positioning and then he was very worried about keeping his assault rifle guy out of Barsad's view for some reason, even though like I didn't have night vision or anything on Barsad, so not like he was well far away where I wouldn't have got a shot, but it was a pretty fun match, like uh, just a lot of like maneuvering going on, we were both scoring a lot of cards so there was quite a big battle over Ocedo kind of back in my deployment zone, which was kind of fun like uh, we probably exchanged it like three or four times so that was pretty cool like but he had so much like extra stuff to kind of help him out there it was kind of interesting and then signal man was probably the big game changer I don't know if you've ever it didn't sound like you've ever played him Ben, but like his special ability pretty much puts the template down on the table and then any enemy models he can reposition within that template it's kind of goofy so you know I try and get my guys like in the center to score like, buy such and such a building to score and such, like, and stuff like that. And I, I, at least in my first meeting with Richard, like, he was playing Soldiers of Fortune. So I think he's well familiar with how they play their cards to score and stuff like that. So he really took advantage using Signal Man to reposition my stuff. And I tried multiple times to kind of take Signal Man out, but I came up short, like, the whatever the two rounds I was able to. Attack them, unfortunately. But yeah, we both scored a lot and ended up being a draw. I think, I don't remember if this was the game. I think this was the game. Like, we literally scored exactly the same amount of points. We both scored like 33 points or something like that. So it was kind of a bummer to end up with a draw, but that's kind of how the game felt. And I um, at least I was having a better day of it or whatever. Like, so overall, it wasn't a bad game, but unfortunately, didn't get the win.
0: Yeah, I thought it was crazy the two of you managed to not shoot each other at all. <laughs> like at all. Not a not a pistol shot, not an assault not rifle. A like there's
1: two two spent. assault
0: rifles on the table. <laughs> Come on, how do you play a whole game without shooting an assault rifle? Like I just like that's that's a lot of funding to just sit there and not utilize. Right. And I, I probably wonder should if have that... still,
1: like my main shots were like on penguin, who could have just sucked the jam but it would have been enough damage, like, whoever he shifted off to would have been dead. So maybe in hindsight it would have been worthwhile and it might have helped me, you know, to keep him from scoring something. So that was definitely my big takeaway for the weekend was paying attention to trying to keep my opponent from scoring things.
0: Of course, they just changed uh, read right out the most recent app update, which is post-Renegade. Changed a couple of rules for that particular version of Penguin, the Arkham Knight Penguin. Oh, really? Yep, so he is less effective now. He's still good, uh, but less effective than he was? was. His in the end rule changed a bit with bonus things that characters can, like he can, buffs he can do, forces it all to have to be within his inspire range. I think that actually was his inspire range before. Game, just a few, it's not a lot, but it, it definitely is noticeable. It'll be interesting just to see how he plays. Just a little bit, yeah. Of course, there's another new Penguin that's coming out. They re-released the old classic Arkham yeah, video Arkham game Silent Penguin. Ones, yep,
1: the, the Arkham video game ones.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think it's, I don't think it's Arkham, I, I don't think it's the Arkham Asylum Penguin. Yeah, I, I think, think it, it would
1: the, have been Arkham City probably.
0: Yeah, I think it's the Arkham City Penguin. That has a gun in his umbrella, so he's got the umbrella gun, and oh, really? yeah, it's kind of yeah. cool. <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to getting like I think that's gonna be my second favorite penguin to field on the board. I still think Arkham Knight penguin is gonna be my favorite, but I think that penguin's gonna be a close second. I'm actually looking forward to getting getting him on the table. He's a little more free agent friendly too, which is kind of cool. So my third game. Was against Jordan who was bringing birds of prey. And I since we were sitting at lunch, I actually looked up Jordan's two lists, and he had a one list that had like poison ivy and a literal small brick house worth of uh full <laughs> of uh, mind control models. And then his other crew had a couple of mind control models, but not too many. And so of the two lists, I was really hoping he would not take his Ivy list with all the mind controls. And guess what he did? He didn't take the Ivy list with all the mind control models. I'm like, okay, I got this. I, I felt really good at that point because he's doesn't have a lot of models on the board. The models that he does have that have mind control aren't super fast. And so if I can take, like, one of them out... And I'm super fast and mobile around the table. like i'm gonna take out i'm gonna I'm gonna start the game. I'm gonna take out like two or three models, and then he's gonna be at or less models than I am for like going into round two. I'm gonna take the initiative, beat up some more models. he's he's gonna be in real trouble, right? and not be able to rack up heavy scores and he racked up more points than I thought he would. Like he still had enough models on the board to rack up a decent points cost or a decent score. But I've snagged another win here and got 37 points and managed to outscore the Birds of Prey. And it worked. He like said my trick, my one trick, it worked flawlessly again. <laughs> and I think Jordan said, at the at early, early in the game he was like I've never seen people somebody th- use throw batlings so much as you do that is definitely part of my trick is turn one I'm not necessarily when I do activate my models I'm not necessarily looking to just throw my models into close combat because in the Batman miniature game In close combat, my opponent gets to roll dice to try to defend themselves from close combat damage. Against ranged attacks, there's no such defense. It's literally whatever my dice roll is, and I might not chuck as many dice, but I chuck dice that can't be blocked and that's pretty amazing so right i sure i have to deal with some cover but you you can the nice thing about batterings is you can move and still chuck them so it worked out it works out really well in a crew like bat family where you're fielding several models with with uh, the battering the bat- they call them ballings on the cards but they're batterings so you're, yeah, you you know
1: different names.
0: <laughs> you know like it's real common for me to, okay, I'm going to activate the boy wonder Robin, the Dick Grayson, Robin, he activates, he's got a special rule support Batman. So he'll have Batman activate who's already activated, or maybe he hasn't, or he's always activated. I always activate Batman before Robin seems thematically right too. uh, (laughs) Batman's already moved and beat somebody up, but he's got support Batman, so he gives Batman a free action. Well, he beat the guy up that's right next to him, probably arrested him, so he's got nobody in base contact, so then he, well, I could move Batman, or I could have Batman chuck some batarangs. So I, oftentimes, okay, I'll have Batman chuck some batterings, and then, okay, based on the results there, and, you know, hey, Batman's got a strength three plus, so chances are good that I'm going to get... you know, four four stun usually out of Batman. Maybe maybe I get lucky and I get score three hits and I get six stun and knock out a model. But if I don't knock that model out, Robin should likely be in target. And well, he's not as good. His strength isn't as good as Batman's, but his to hit rolls for his other two dice that he throws are the same as Batman's. So odds are that that model will be whatever model I was targeting is going to. You know, they're taking six to eight stun, like that's gonna KO almost every model in the game. Yeah, that's I just rinsed and repeated that a lot and then you know, hey Batgirl's got batarangs and Tim Drake doesn't have batarangs, but his whatever M Bola whatever Bola shot that he throws is gives a model slow six, like that's awesome too. So it was I I would throw like throw 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 and then the only model that was ever really in combat and punching things was yeah. batman and it, it just i think that threw off everybody i played because they nobody realized that i mean i think it even throws you off Ryan, a little bit
1: well uh, when we i was play. gonna say we had played on monday night like leading up to renegade so that was the first time like or i guess that was our second game yeah like second. where you were playing Batfam. so yeah you totally caught me off guard like we. We had played that one other, like, game, you know, same matchup, and that was your first game, so you were kind of still learning some things and we kind of, you know, talked it over and figured out some ways to improve. And then, yeah, like, compared to the first game, like, I was totally, like, thrown in that second game we played. And I usually figured, yeah, those throwing, like, battlings and stuff as just kind of like a throwaway weapon or whatever. But then, like, everything went right in that game. Freaking on Monday and like like you said like if you get like you have to get a little bit of luck in there to knock out somebody like every go with them but a henchman with battling is pretty easy to knock out and yeah. like yeah you very quickly had like three or four people knocked out in uh, that game we played before the weekend and yeah it was definitely intimidating <laughs> To it was really cool and like really thematic like to see that happen and like I don't know that just set me up to not have a good game on that Monday but Mm -hmm. it might come in handy this knowledge later but yeah yeah. it was definitely I think that was one thing like I don't know if I've ever seen anybody play Batman at um, a tournament like let alone regularly play them so you definitely had the advantage of catching people off guard with some tactics like that I think you took full advantage of that
0: I think I think I might be I wasn't the only person that's ever taken Batfam apparently to the Renegade. I found out later that they had Probably. been taken once previously, but I nearly guarantee that I am the only person that's played Batfam the way I played them, and I think I opened up some eyes to how good the
1: crew can be. Yeah, like you were really talking them down, but then when you put them on the table against me, you didn't back that up. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> I,
0: I will say the new Batman and Robin dynamic duo—the
1: they're awesome that
0: came out. Like I built the crew to put those two models in and make them work. That's what they did, and they did a lot of work. They yeah, were I feel awesome. like
1: they're really key to your crew quite a bit. They they were super impressive. Like, I don't know that sure. Tim Drake was it as really necessary, the but good, so. the combo is pretty cool though. But, oh, yeah, I Tim could've... Drake, Red Robin. Yeah, yeah. Tim,
0: Tim Drake was probably the model I could probably like. If there's one model on that list that could have shifted to a different model, that was the model that could have shifted.
1: Yeah, maybe like the hacking's pretty good, but maybe it has some other shortfalls compared to something.
0: So, anyways, what was your third game like?
1: So yeah, jumping back to my third round, somebody who I hadn't played before, um, Josh, another local Minnesota person, he was running a freeze crew. Luckily, one of the newer players in uh, Madison here has been, had picked up freeze, so actually had a few games to go on before facing him here at the Renegade. Like he pretty much did kind of the standard things I've seen from freeze before, like is put out quite a lot of damage um and kind of chaining some damage between models which is kind of interesting so like even very quickly on turn one i think i had lost like bird or like almost lost bird or he was like frozen or something so it was just kind of intimidating having that much damage come at me pretty quick i think i well in the hobby corner i talked about adding in like schoolboy with the rpg rocket launcher weapon in there this was like the one game it actually made a little bit a difference like pretty much everybody in the freeze crew has Cryo armor, which like takes off one dice for most of them. I think freeze is a little better and takes off two dice. But he also had the polka dot man, uh, like the kind of comic book version, who you know removes even more dice. So it was like just a whole lot of damage damage negation going on in his list, and they were all you know pretty close together around polka dot man too. So he had like full kind of denial of damage there. But luckily, uh the template weapons that kind of have an advantage against them since you like, you don't know, normally it's a strength dice, but if you lose any dice, it just goes to a attack dice and it can't be removed any further. So that kind of subverts polka dot man. So I got like one good shot off with that where I like was able to hit polka Dot Man himself and like three henchmen. I think I hit everybody besides like the actual main target henchman and targeted, but everybody else who was under the template took damage. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't enough to like remove anybody, but it kind of you know put some damage around and pick that guy out as a threat. So um, yeah, I kind of had to de- delegate one of his models to go take him out. Kind of the highlights of the game, like we were both scoring a lot of cards. Again, it was another uh, event, the data extraction with like the event marker out there. So we kind of had some fun fights over that i kind of sent one i think it's what merc Two, kind of the uh, dark knight rises mercenary guy with the pistol who has tough guy also so i was able to send him through a sewer and get kind of to the marker early on and then he was he like kept getting knocked out but I, i think he woke up like two out of the three turns or something so he was definitely like kind of my main henchman for the game he was my main man helping me keep him from scoring some of those easy points most of my game like i kind of scored points like usual he was scoring a ton of points too like i put a lot of effort into taking out polka man and and my dice like pulled reasonably i should have like three separate times i had a chance to pretty much kill him i think it was like with stealth op i just needed him to like make the strength dice and i think with venom it's only on like a four-up, or even a three-up or something, but he also has sharp for rerolls. And then I think I attacked him like three different times, and I just needed to get the strength dice through, and it would have killed Polka Dot Man. But of course I didn't, and Polka Dot Man Man um, lived through the rest of the game since, you know, he comes back pretty easy if you don't take him out. So I almost had a moral victory there. I did a whole lot of damage to Freeze also, but since I wasn't able to take out Polkadot Man, I wasn't able to take off Freeze. And yeah, again, a ton of scoring, so similar to most of my other games. um, He pretty much scored, like, all but, like, three of his cards or something. I think I had a bit bigger handful left that I didn't score. I think we had gotten into turn four on this game. It ended up being, like, a draw. I think we were, like, two points off with our scoring to his slight advantage. So, again, kind of another crazy game, a lot of stuff happening. It seems like it was deserving of a draw, I guess, but it was kind of a bummer to come away with a, another draw for a day. But at least it wasn't a loss like my previous day it was happening. But another emphasis of me needing to figure out keeping my opponent from scoring.
0: <laughs> I have a feeling you're gonna we're gonna ha- both have to figure out how to stop Mr. Freeze come mid-January when Brian gets his. <laughs> the
1: other Brian,
0: or our other Brian, who gets his Mr. Freeze crew back from his painter. Right. And he starts Yeah, playing. I think I've had
1: the advantage of, you know, him being a newer player, so I've still just been able to outscore him. But, I don't know, I don't have quite a good hand on how Freeze scores a lot of his cards. Like, I don't know, like a lot of the objective cards. Like, you don't have much of a chance to keep them from scoring, like, when they actually come out. I don't know. Something to learn. I did do a lot better job. Like, I've attacked his freeze in games before, and he also has ran Polka Dot Man before, but I think I learned in this game, like, how to actually put some damage on freeze. So that was cool to come away with.
0: You learn things. Hopefully. (laughs) So our final game, and I say our final game in round four because it was you versus me. You're doing well enough at scoring points that you must have had the tiebreaker or whatever on the all of the win draw draws, because I was at two wins and a
1: loss, so we were right. close. but: Yeah, I was going to comment on that seems to happen to me a lot, where I'll be playing up. Like I do score quite a bit of points even when I lose, so like the pairings aren't quite even. I usually end up playing like somebody who has more wins than me, which is kind of frustrating.
0: <laughs> I had surfed my way back up from the bottom after round one to I don't know. I feel like we were both playing kind of mid mid tables at this point. But whoever, you know, if there was a winner here, you're probably going to surf up to the top four or five. And if you and if there's a loser here, then you're probably going to be lower mid pack, right? And unfortunately. There was a winner and a loser, and this game played out similarly to our previous play on that Monday night, but I don't think my dice were quite as hot with (laughs) Batterings.
1: I would like to say I played better. Uh,
0: I think you did. I I think you did. You were the only person to take Batman off the table all day.
1: I got close on taking some other models, too.
0: I didn't see... Or at least Robin. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, Robin and Tim Drake were both like on their last mm-hmm. legs of being alive, and Batgirl and 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 Alfred were my only <laughs> <laughs> only two that were pretty kind of unhinged or undamaged and whatnot. So I I don't know I I did have to play play my butt off pretty hard here, and my deck played with me. Everything kind of aligned and we got full game in too right there was there was it wasn't that we came down yeah. to time I, I would say one of the nice things about yeah, playing a five model models and you only have five you actually finish games <laughs> yeah my five model yeah by the time we're into turn 2 we're finishing games cuz you've got like five or six and i've got five if <laughs> we don't have that many models to activate
1: yeah it is kind of satisfying to get the whole game in
0: yeah other than against joker i did i finished every game all day long so in fact, I would have finished games twenty, thirty minutes early. Like I was finishing games in an hour and a half, for the most part.
1: Yeah, we were we were done early in this last game too, by like ten or fifteen minutes, I think.
0: Yeah, you know, it's unfortunate that we, you know, if you you started you started you had to play Madison with somebody from the Madison meta. Uh, you ended your day playing somebody from the Madison meta. Yeah, a couple I was of things about the
1: rematch here, then.
0: <laughs> yeah, a couple things bounce a little differently for you. you would, uh, it would have been
1: you on top instead of me, I think. Yeah, it but... was really close. Like, I feel like the game should have been a draw by how it played. Like, I was really happy just to have played better than on Monday night. And I think you were playing a little cautious to how I did some things in a certain way. I think I can still do things a little different to help me out, possibly. And I was kind of mad, like... I realized in the car when I was driving home, like, you know, kind of key to wrapping up our game there. Like, I had one of my henchmen holding on to a Zito um, who I would snagged in the third round. And I realized in the car I got distracted trying to score a different card. Instead, of, like, I could have moved him in such a way to just lock in my Zito scoring. Because I knew you pretty much had, like, at least two options to get to this guy and pretty easily knock him out. So I'd have to drop a Zito let alone you being able to pick it up also with your Robin's extra movement from fast and whatever else he seems to fly around a lot. But had I just moved my model close to Bane, like when you drop Ozito, you get to place him. So I could have just placed him next to Bane, who you probably would have like I don't think you would have been able to knock out again at that point. Yeah. So if I was paying attention and not trying to score other cards, I probably could have secured Ozito and I think that would have been enough for you. A draw yeah, it would have been a draw. With, like, I think I was one point away from a draw or something like that. So that yeah, was pretty frustrating. I really wanted it to be a draw with how the game went. And then yeah, I was pretty bad on the way home when I realized I overlooked that. And then I was also trying to get like one more card scored, and at the end, like you didn't really have anything left to do, but you did the right thing, unfortunately, and spammed out a couple more suspect markers, which kept me from scoring one more card. So Yeah. I mean, the end result was but thirty-three was really to twenty-nine. One. Yep, or so was it that it,
0: much? It was so yeah, strange. it was that thirty-three to twenty-nine, four points. So, yeah, one Ocedo, or right. you know, a couple or points I, like, here or there.
1: Card, the yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> but it was definitely a good game, and was glad to have stood up a better match than our Monday game I had to win. So, yeah,
0: yeah, no, it's. It's definitely it's and you know, I'm sure if we rematched it again, it it'll be darn close and you're gonna get you're gonna get a couple, I'm gonna get a couple. Like this is it's a pretty pretty even matchup right now. So um that's awesome. Yeah, I mean that's the awesome thing right to team. to say. Like the game <laughs> when you've got two players that are pretty evenly matched, skill wise, that have uh, crews that are pretty evenly matched balance wise. You get games like that. And that's pretty awesome to see. And it's, it, I mean, may, maybe it's a little frustrating that, oh man, I should be able to get the wins a little more or whatnot. But that's like, that's what you're, you know, that's great game design is when, when the games are, are really tight like that within a couple of points.
1: Yeah. The draw spread isn't very much really in this game, but I was surprised to be so close to so many draws, let alone score so many draws. Like, I don't know. It was, but my game felt really tight like that, so it was definitely an exhilarating game, but yeah, just not quite enough for the wins.
0: <laughs> Probably not the way you wanted to end your day, but uh, at the same time, it was... I it was, it was really hoping for the draw. <laughs> it, was a, it was a really good game. I, I had four great games all day, and my crew played exactly the way I wanted them to play in every single game, and I was doing really cool stuff in every single game it was really impressive for sure i th- yeah, i cool. think i would have scored more points uh if we would have finished my first game that was the only game i didn't finish all day and if i i don't i would not have scored enough points i was not going to make up 10 points to be able to win but picking up i might have been able to pick up another like, I I was sitting on an arrest in my hand that I could have went and arrested somebody if well, I was going to go score three points on my next activation. I had, like, another two points that I was going to score almost immediately after that on the next activation. So I had, like, five or... I had five or seven points in that first game that I was going to be able to score. And so I was a little, like, oh, man, I should have focused more on... Like, I, I, I ended up getting distracted because I... I broke my Tim Drake Red Robin model, like, round one in that game. And so I was, like, really distracted with trying to fix this model versus playing the game. (laughs) We probably lost a good 10 to 15 minutes. So ended up slow playing myself into a loss in that one. But, yeah, it was a great day at Batman. And I don't know. I I don't have access to the overall tournament results, but I think I was something like fourth overall and – I don't know where you fell. You were kind of middle of the pack. but I
1: think uh, I was like, yeah, middle, like ninth or ish or something. I don't know. There was yeah. like, I don't remember. Fourteen players maybe? I don't
0: remember. Uh, we had 18 players total in the oh, event, 18.
1: so So yeah, maybe I was like dead middle then.
0: <laughs> yeah, you were pretty pretty spot on in the middle. So, you know, a couple of those games go a little bit differently where you pick up the wins or whatnot and or I don't, or you pick up the win over me in that final round, and we're, you know, the results are different. It just, it's crazy sometimes how these things work out.
1: Yeah, and you were just talking about, you know, having those cards in your hand when the time ran out. Like, I think my game with Richard was pretty close with Penguin, but like for sure against my, in my third round with Josh and Freeze, like I was sitting on cards in my hand that I could have scored, kind of thing, but just you know didn't have the time to do it. So kind of a bummer especially when you come up with a draw like that it is so anyway it was definitely a fun day uh batman i'm glad my saturday things went a lot better and i was in a way better mood than friday
0: (laughs) yeah i came out of that event i was i was frustrated on friday it came out of saturday i was riding the clouds riding super high batman i am psyched ready to play my next game i'm pumped up i'm working on hobby i don't know renegade super energized me and as much as i don't think i'm gonna be playing bat family much anymore uh i i tell you what i loved playing that crew that that crew was so much fun playing and i feel like i worked out a uh like a really cool little trick that was fairly effective and was good. Was generally good against all crews. I will say Joker might be my Achilles heel there. Like I, it just did not that the chaos of Joker scoring just did not work well for me.
1: He's an arch nemesis.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is Bat's arch nemesis. But it was a it was a great event, and I'm I'm looking forward to next year's Renegade already. Um, I'm looking forward to Adepticon as the next mm-hmm. big event. I'll I'm hoping there's a nice, uh, nice sized field at Adepticon, and and good luck to Madison Batman. Uh, hopefully, we bring three four players down to
1: Adepticon and do really well there as well. Yeah, I'm definitely motivated to, you know, try and figure out some better play for myself. Like, I seem to have gotten kind of bored on Soldiers of Fortune really quick, so that's kind of a bummer since it takes me a little bit to like switch crews, especially if I mean to only play paint painted models and I kind of want to like finish the crew entirely but I guess maybe it'd be a better idea to like switch to a different crew and model that up and then have the option to come back and play Soldiers of Fortune with the rest of the models like I am working on instead of like going completely through all the options I wanted to play like I did with League. Just leave them open for you know a more interesting revisit but definitely motivated
0: i think there's some opportunity there for you to figure out points denial with soldiers of fortune particularly if you start dropping the big bane on the table and and start playing a little bit that way yeah
1: yeah i mean i want to do that with everybody like well with anything i'm playing i want to figure out keeping people from scoring stuff so that's definitely my next main motivation i mean so We'll I, I mean, there's
0: on only that. two ways to keep people from scoring, right? Yeah, uh, the game is about taking actions. So every opportunity, you can take your opponent's actions away. If that's just that many less points right. that they're going to have the opportunity to score. And then I think
1: Soldier has with- pretty good options to do that too, which I haven't taken full advantage of. Like Bane can pretty much wreck almost anybody's face in an activation. So <laughs> right. And then the other thing
0: to do is that you have to interact heavily with the opponent's suspects, which is hard to do because those things get sprawled out and they're not always right. in the best positions for your models. So unless you have traits like detective and vigilantes work on models, it's really hard to to be able to interact with suspects and still do the things like dish damage and whatnot. So
1: right. right.
0: Yeah. So, so you, yeah. I I think you're right when you when you're when you say yeah. The 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 easiest way to impact your opponent's ability to score is to knock out their models to take their models off the board.
1: Yeah, it's definitely the most clear cut, but easier said than done. It is, especially. <laughs> and also, there's plenty of other cards that they can score still. So. Yeah, this is hard. Absolutely. Like, because you don't really like, even when I know the crew, like that I'm facing against. Like I don't really have that option very often, so I think that's why I was so disappointed to miss my chance at that when I played against League on Friday. But I think you do have an advantage when you know the crew and know their deck a bit more, which is usually something I have very little clue about against most of my opponents. I think I have to start thinking that way a little bit. Look at the opponent list and whatever their deck and, you know, think more proactively about what I can do against them compared to how I have been playing. So we'll see how it goes.
0: That's, that's the thing. Well, we're also going to start playing more. So hopefully that'll help too. So all of that, I I think we've got an episode here. So that was, that was our 2022 Renegade. Uh, Great event. Stefan and the Minneapolis team puts on a great event. Uh, Thanks to Adam for doing this Friday tournament, uh, being the TO for that, and thanks to Stefan for for running a great Saturday event. Uh, we didn't stick around for the Sunday duos.
1: I would have liked to have done that. Like it would have been fun to figure out a team with us, but I had to get home instead. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't, I just
0: wanted to get home too. I, as little time as I had to try to figure out stuff for the renegade and the fact that I completely neglected the 250, it would have been likely I would have neglected the (laughs) event too. So I just did not have enough mental capacity and time to, to be able to sort out all three, all three events and be competitive and, and good in all three. Right. But it was a lot of fun, great event, thanks to all the t o s thanks to all our opponents. You were all great. We had a ton of fun. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing the hobby that got us that got us up to being able to compete in the event and be able to play with our fully painted crews. beautiful crews, so many fully painted crews at the event i I think I only saw one or two unpainted models the entire day, which is awesome. To, to, to be able to say that for 18 people, there were that many painted crews. Great, uh, great event. Great time. Really enjoyed it. Hope to, hope to, I should say hope. Can't wait for the next one, next big Batman event to, to, show, to come around so that we can play again. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you leave a review of this show wherever your favorite place is to find podcasts. Oh, and by the way, give us a like on our Facebook page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest while you're at it. If you haven't looked recently, make sure you catch up on the blog at wiscodice.com. Hey, Brian, what's that
1: site? Oh, darn it. I forget. Uh, Justin, what's our website again? wiscodice.com.
0: That's right. It's wiscodice.com. And until next time, everyone, peace out.